آمين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يبقه قولي ربي أوزعني أن أشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضاه وأصلح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين الحمد لله رمضان has passed by and we are here back again in a position whereby we need to defend ourselves. Eid Mubarak to everybody. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us better returns and allow us to have better future and better life in the hereafter, inshallah. Ramadan is a time whereby people are supposed to reflect upon themselves to find out all their shortcomings, their difficulties, that which make it difficult for them to remember Allah or worship Allah as He intended us to worship Him, and to find solutions. And these solutions can only be found within themselves. For it is reported that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, Man arifa nafsah, arifa rabbah. Whosoever gets to know himself, will indeed get to know his Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a hadith Qudsi, reported by the Prophet ﷺ, related to Jibreel alayhi salam, that Rabbal Izza, the Lord Almighty Allah said, إن هذا دين ارتضيته لنفسي Indeed, this is a religion I have accepted for myself. وَلَنْ يَصْلُحْ لَهُ إِلَّا السَّخَّاءُ وَحُسْنُ الْخُلُقُ However, this religion, nothing will perfect it, will suit it most, better than generosity and good manners or good behavior. Allah is advising us that we should honor this religion of ours by always carrying those two qualities in our living and our life. As long as you are following this great religion. Therefore, the question that can be asked, what is this great religion that requires two good qualities of generosity and good conduct and behavior? Allah answers in the Quran. He says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم هو الذي أرسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله It is he, Allah Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has sent his messenger with guidance and the religion of the truth so that it will be above all other claimed religions. In another verse, Allah said, this is the true religion. And in another place or verse, Allah says, indeed, this religion in the sight of God is Al-Islam. If Al-Islam is the religion, and the religion is Islam, then the question needs to be asked also, what is Al-Islam? The confusion we have today among a lot of the Muslims, that Al-Islam is the religion of peace. But yet the non-believers keep asking this question, if really this religion is a religion of peace, we don't see any peace 
in the land of Islam, nor among the Muslims themselves. How come the religion of peace has no peace in its land and no peace amongst its people? And the Prophet وسلم, never said, this religion is peaceful. There's no quotation like that. When he was asked, what is Islam? There are three areas in which he explained what Islam is. Number one, he related Islam to submission to Allah by fulfilling the five pillars of faith. When man asked him, مَا الْإِسْلَامِ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ قَالَ الْإِسْلَامِ تَشْهَدْ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدَ الرَّسُولُ اللَّهِ To bear witness that there is none worthy to be worshipped and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. وَإِقَامُ الصَّلَاةِ And to establish regular five daily prayers. وَإِتَاءِ الزَّكَاءِ And to give regular zakah or charity from the wealth that you saved which has reached the nisab or the value that from which a zakah can be given which is 85 grams of gold. Okay. وَصَوْمُ رَمَضَانِ And the fasting of the month of Ramadan. وَحَجُّ الْبَيْتِ لِمَنِ اسْطَعِ لَيْ سَبِيلَ And traveling to the land of hajj and performing the rites of hajj to the one who is able to perform it. And ability here doesn't just mean money. It means many different things because the person who is in Mecca and he is unable to do it, he cannot do it. Although he can walk to do that hajj. So subhanallah, many people claim the ability for hajj is money. It's not money. It's not money. Hajj doesn't need money. Okay, There are people who walk all their even now, they do everything by walking during the Hajj time. Now, this is one explanation the Prophet gave the five pillars of Islam to witness and to pray, to pay the ka, to fast, and to go to Hajj. This is something we determine. Another man asked the Prophet, What is Islam? And the Prophet related the Islam to him by saying to him al-islam id'am al-ta'am wa ifsha'u salam liman araftu liman lam ta'araf islam is feeding the food or sharing your food and conveying salam saying assalamu alaykum peace be upon you to all those whom you know and those whom you don't know this is what the prophet explained to somebody else this is al-islam okay and in another occasion, he explained that Islam is to submit your will to the Creator Almighty and adhere to his teaching generally. Any teaching that you hear from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through me, Muhammad sallam, you must adhere to. These are general explanations of what Islam is given by the Messenger of Islam himself. In none of those, or not in all of those statements, he said Al-Islam is peace. However, he taught us, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is peace. Allah is a salam. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is peace. And therefore, after every salah, we should ask him to allow us to have that peace. And therefore, he used to pray and say, Allahumma anta salam. Oh Allah, you are peace. Wa minka salam. And from you comes peace. Wa ilayka yarji'u salam. And to you retains peace. Fahayyina ya rabbana bis salam. Oh Allah, greet us with your greeting of peace. 
allow us to dwell or enter your garden, the garden of peace. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us through Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to ask for ultimate peace which is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma anta salam. Allah is the peace. Salam or peace come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we require it and we need it and we can only get it if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to enter into it, insha'Allah. And that's what is required and needed. Jibreel alayhi salam, when he came to the Prophet and asked him, what is al-Islam? He gave him a more comprehensive answer. This is what I said, the third one, when he said, adhere and submit to the teaching of Allah through his messenger. This is the hadith for it. Hadith Jibreel, they call it, in which he said, al-Islam, which he explained the five pillars, as I mentioned earlier. And then he explained to him, al-Iman, the six pillars or seven pillars of Iman, to believe in Allah, to believe in his angels, to believe in his books, to believe in the messengers, to believe in destiny, to believe in the day of judgment. And another riwayah or another narration, to believe in life after death. And then he added on al-ihsan, good doing, which is to worship Allah as if you see him. However, you cannot say Allah, but he sees you at all times. Now, this is a comprehensive answer for Islam. A huge thing. Okay? Just like when we talk about education, education could be primary, could be secondary, or could be higher education. But when you talk about education in general, it includes all of them. Alright? Those who went only to primary school and left, they only have the level of a primary education. Those who left the secondary school, they only have the level of secondary school. But those who went to university, they have the higher level. That can allow them to use the knowledge that they have got to proceed to better. Okay, position in work, position in living and understanding. This is something very, very, very important you need to think about. So the same thing. If you submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the five pillars of Islam, you are a Muslim. You have submitted. If then you strive Okay? Through the six or seven pillars of faith, or 70 odd, as the Prophet said, pillars of faith, to get closer to Allah, then you become a believer. People say, but the Muslim is a believer. Yes, indeed. The one who says, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, is a believer. But Allah says, La taqulu amanna wa qulu aslamna. Wallamma yadkhul al-imana fi qulubikum. Don't say we are believers. When you submit, but say we are Muslims. Until faith enters into your hearts. What's the difference? The difference is the person whom Iman is in their heart is manifested in their actions. A believer is truthful. A believer is merciful. A believer is kind, generous, lenient, gentle. A believer is trustworthy. The Prophet explained this is a huge topic. And he said, لا إيمان لمن لا أمانة له The one who cannot be trusted, rest assured, he has no faith. He was asked, can a believer lie? He said, no, a believer never lies. So faith is like dim light, increases and decreases through your action. The better action you carry out in your daily living, the more iman you will have in your heart. And the more iman you have, 
then you become a believer. Well, iman nur Allah fil qalb. Iman is light Allah puts in the heart. Therefore, Allah described the believer in the Dajjimah. Nuruhum Their light will be seen before their hand or before them, leading them to paradise in the day of judgment, the believers. Okay, in this world, you see their iman in their light in their faces. This is very, very important. Okay, this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described. Okay, Okay, you could see that as a sign for them, inshallah. Now, but this religion of ours, if it is considered just the five pillars, we have limited it. But there is a man already in the time of the Prophet who came and asked, and the Prophet gave him the beginning of Islam and said to him, the five pillars. He got up and said, Ya Rasulullah, if this is it, I promise you by Allah Almighty God, I will fulfill that, but I will never add anything extra. This is his lot. But when he left, Prophet says, if this man is true to his word and fulfill what he said he will fulfill, he will enter paradise. But let me ask you a question. Even in the living of the dunya, when you go to the higher education, will you consider somebody with a degree equal to somebody with a master's degree? Will you consider somebody with a master's degree? Like somebody who have got an M-field in a subject? Will you consider that person with that degree? Like somebody who have got a PhD? Or like somebody who have got a lot of experience? And therefore, in Islam, acquiring knowledge is not just becoming a alim. Indeed, a alim is only beginning the first step of entering into the zone of becoming a knowledgeable person. Because in that, there is a alim. But above him, okay, there is somebody who have what we call khibra, khabir, okay? He has knowledge with experience. Then above that, there is somebody who have knowledge and khibra and wisdom. Alaikum salam. Salam to everybody. Yeah? Three things, okay? This person is higher in ranking. He have got the knowledge, he have got the experience, but he has the wisdom. And Allah said in the Quran, Whosoever is being given wisdom has been given a lot of goodness. But above that, there are those who have the know-how. Okay? And we call them Al-Arifun, Ahl Al-Ma'rifa. Okay? And these are people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the highest place. As one of the scholars of the past whom, from the wise men, he says, رَأَيْتُ الْعُلَمَاء I saw the scholars of knowledge around the river, okay, wandering, walking, just like the fishermen in England sitting by the river, putting their chairs, their coffee pot, throwing their, okay, what do you call it? Their, uh, yeah, their machine, whatever, their rod, whatever, on the water and waiting. Maybe they can catch a fish, maybe they can catch two, maybe they can catch nothing. And it's a sport, I believe. I don't know what kind of sport is that. <laughs> you see, they sit and for sometimes days, and they enjoy it. And there are shops, you can buy equipment, there are courses, there are colleges, you can study about it. I don't know what is it. <laughs> but then the wise man said, <laughs> But I have seen the wise men in the deep seas, okay, diving. Looking for what? For wisdom. Just like the wise fisherman, not sitting by the river, waiting for a fish or two, he's going deep into the seas, looking for pearls. 
Maybe you can catch a hundred fish. One pearl could be more expensive than those hundred fishes you caught. That's one thing. But then he said, وَرَأَيْتُ الْعَارِفُونَ عَلَى سُفُنِ النَّجَاتِ سَائِرُونَ But however, I have seen those people, okay, who have ma'rifah, know-how, who are knowledgeable, experienced, having wisdom, and they lived their knowledge on the ships of safety, on the oceans traveling. Now, we need to understand and appreciate our deen is huge. We should not limit it only to one part. As I said, there are three parts to it. Islam, wa iman, wa ihsan. Okay? And therefore, they say, when you talk about Islam, you talk about action. As you say in Arabic, amal. When you pray, you are acting. When you fast, you are acting. When you give the ka, you are acting. When you go to hajj, you are acting. You are doing a physical kind of action. Okay? But when you are in the position of trying to increase your iman, you are in the position of mujahada, strive. Every time you are walking, you are working, you are talking, you are trying to avoid all the things that will diminish your iman, and you are trying to strive to increase your iman by doing that which Allah will love you to do to increase your iman. As the Prophet said, Al-Iman Nurun. Iman is a light that goes up and comes down. But then the last one is Al-Ihsan, which is surrender. Surrendering total will to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not just submitting, okay, or just striving, but surrendering totally. And subhanallah, if you look at the people of today, the best in surrender to Allah, those who have nothing. Because they have nothing to worry about. So they surrender totally their will to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they ask of him to give them. Okay? And therefore, this position of ihsan is the most praised in the Quran. A Muslim has a position. A believer has a higher position. But the highest position Allah has given to what he called the muhsinun. Okay? The good doers. Okay? A good doer in the sight of God is the best among all the humans and he prays him in the Quran. Allah says in the Quran, وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ دِينًا مِمَّنْ أَسْلَمَ وَجْهُهُ وَاللَّهِ وَهُوَ مُحْسِنٌ وَاتَّبَعَ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ حَنِيفًا وَاتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خَلِيلًا And who is better in religion than the one who surrendered his will totally to Allah? And he is carrying only in doing that which will please Allah in good and followed the path of Ibrahim, peace be upon him, alayhi salam, with sincerity. With sincerity. Because Allah has chosen Ibrahim to be a close friend to him. Ibrahim, alayhi salam, is like no other man. Ibrahim, alayhi salam, subhanAllah, in the hadith of Rasulullah, when everybody comes to him in the day of judgment, after they are advised by Nuh, go to Ibrahim. They will go to Adam السلام, to save them. And Adam will say, I have sinned. I ate from the tree. And Allah told me not to eat from it. Go to Nuh. They will go to Nuh. They will say, look, I had only one prayer. And I made it against my people. Say, Allah destroyed all the people of the earth. Only the believers were saved. Okay? He will send them to Sayyidina Musa السلام, And Sayyidina Musa السلام, Okay? Or she will send them to Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, will tell them, look, I have made 
mistakes. What mistake did you make, Ibrahim? You are the father of the Prophet. You are the Muslim. You are the example for a lot of prophets, even Muhammad They say, because he lied three times. How many lies do we make every day? Think about it. How many lies do we lie? If there are 60 seconds in a minute, some of us, in those 60 seconds, maybe five, seven, ten lies. And the Prophet said, one will lie until he will be written in the book of Allah as a liar. And the lies of Sayyidina Ibrahim are strange liars. Okay? Subhanallah. Very strange. You think about them. The first one, when he told the people about the star, the moon, and the sun. This is my God. When the star disappeared, he said, no, not my God. The moon. When the moon disappeared, he said, no. The sun. When the sun disappeared, he said, I don't like those which disappear. Allah should be with me all the time. They say, this is what lie he made, subhanallah. Because he said, this is my God. Then, when he went to Egypt, and in Egypt the king was evil, and the king, subhanallah, if he realized you have a wife, he will take her from you, if he likes her. But he will not take another woman, your daughter. So he said to his wife, if they ask, he say, I'm his sister. She's his sister in Iman. He's trying, subhanallah, to save himself and save her. And he did. He managed. He did not just let her be taken away, but he came back with Haji Rasul, who became later on, okay, his wife, who brought such Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now the third one is when he went and destroyed all those gods and put the axe on the biggest one. When they asked him, he said, is Alu Kabirun. Ask the big one there. Maybe he did it. Now I ask you, are these real lies? They don't really look like lies, but still he felt he made a mistake. So in that sense, Allah is asking us to follow this man, Sayyidina Ibrahim salam, because he was pure and sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in religion. If you really want to know what al-ihsan is, and if you really want to work out to become somebody who is a muhsin, you have to remember it is the aim of every individual human being who wants Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the only aim. You should have no other aim. I want to achieve that which those people whom Allah loves achieved. What is it? Ihsan. To worship Allah as if I see him, but if I cannot see him, he sees me at all times. What did Allah say about this in the Quran? Inna Allah ihsan. Allah commands justice and good doing. But before you become a muhsin, you must be just. So there is no muhsin who is unjust. If anybody lives on this earth, walks in two foot, eat and drink and sleep, however worship he does, however goodness he has, if he is unjust, he can never be a muhsin. Because Allah commands justice for it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the just. And he said, And he commands us to do good. Why? Because Allah loves us who do good. So automatically, the good doer is always doing good. The righteous men I have seen in my life, they are the best. My own Sheikh, Rahmatullah Ali Sheikh Al Fatih, Subhanallah, from his goodness, if the president of the country comes, and if the poorest person in the nation comes to see him, he will treat them equally. In fact, in his eyes, the poorest man, when he goes out, he feels he's being treated like a king, not like a president, because that's the way he makes them feel. 
When the pious man comes and the sinner comes, he put the sinner in a higher position. He will never ridicule or humiliate or put down. And subhanAllah, all the sinners, when you ask them, they say, is this man a good man? Say, of course, he's the best man. Why? Because he is just. He doesn't humiliate, he doesn't put down, he doesn't insult, he doesn't ridicule, he doesn't shun anybody. He respects everybody. He is humble. That is his way. This is a sign of a muhsin. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهَدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُلَنَا وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَمَعَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Those who will strive towards us, will guide them to our path. And path here, as I always say, in plural. Sabil is one. Subul is many. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is not one path to him. There are many paths. Somebody could reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by praying a lot. Somebody could reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by making dhikr a lot. Somebody could reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by making salawat a lot. Somebody could be looking after his mother. Somebody could be looking like after his neighbor. Somebody could be looking after orphan. Somebody could be going out and supporting the community. And so on. There are too many things. Do all what Allah made compulsory upon you and then strive to do better. Choose your path. And Allah will look after you and make it. But however, once you enter into that zone of ihsan, Allah will love you. And Allah will be with you. And Allah will support you and guide you. Okay? All the messengers, all the messengers have been sent to humanity so that they can raise the standard of living of the people. Not in the physical format, but in the spiritual format. If you look at the government that are coming, every government that are coming are saying we are trying to improve the living of the people. We are trying to make their life easier and better. Liars, I say, liars. They never do that. They improve their living for themselves. They improve the life of their own people. Maybe they're party people, maybe they're whatever. If you look at the communists, although they're trying to work socially to help all the people, but they live a different life. If you look at the capitalists, the same thing. They live the same. You look at America, subhanAllah. Maybe the richest nation in the world, but how come 1% of the nation own 99% of everything they have in the country? Where is the justice in that? There's no justice. But America is only one country. The whole world is like that. Look at Russia, for example. A country that was established for justice socially to everybody become equal. Are they all equal? Rubbish. Maybe half a percent on all the country. Maybe even a quarter of a percent. America, one percent, maybe a quarter of a percent. Five, six, ten men own everything. Look at China. Seriously, you will never believe this until you go there and see the poverty. A rich country, a powerful country that so rich but the people in the power, they're very rich. They're very, very rich. But the people generally, they don't have anything. So there is nobody can say in this world there is justice from me. Allah is putting justice, but we are not just ourselves. We say we are trying, but we are not trying. We promise, but we break our promises. We give false promises. And therefore, the world will always be like this. al qawi they say in Arabic, the one who is stronger will always destroy the weaker for his own benefit, as it is always been seen. Okay? Now, if you really want to also understand to achieve the fulfillment of this aim of becoming a muhsin, as you are trying to fulfill your worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by establishing your regular prayer and directing yourself to the Kaaba in Mecca, you must always direct yourself to the Prophet. Ihsan cannot be achieved without Muhammad. If 
a person says, I am in the position of Ihsan, and he does not honor Muhammad sallam, and exalt him, he is lying. I had never seen a wali, a pious, righteous person, whom the Prophet sallam, is not everything for him. I have seen in Mecca, I have seen in Medina, I have seen in Al-Qahira, Cairo, I have seen in Damascus, Syria, I have seen in Umdurman, Sudan, and in many other cities of the world, living scholars, as they call sages, awliya. And everybody knows these are righteous people. When you look at them, you understand these are people who understand who Allah is. And if they are awliya, they are muhsinun. And you could see their ihsan, their home, they're open. They are feeding everybody. They are caring for everybody. They are carrying the social okay, activities that government should take on their shoulders. Wallahi, I have seen men spending most of their time feeding the poor. There was a sheikh in Sudan. His name was Azrag, meaning dark black. And his color was not dark black. But because he used to wear white clothes and he was fair in his color, but he used to stand all day on the stove cooking for the poor people himself. From the smoke, his color is always, and his clothes are always full of smoke. And people come to visit this great sage. If you come to him, if you have any difficulties, sort it out. He just has to put his hand like that and say, Amin. He doesn't have to say anything, just say, Amin. You, everything is done. And it is said that once upon a time, people came to visit him and they asked, where is he? And they said, he's in the kitchen. How could the sheikh be in the kitchen? How could this great man, this great scholar, should be sitting in the most teaching? There are many men dressed beautifully, looking smart, some of them teaching, some of them reading, some of them worshipping. They thought maybe one of them is him, but they said, no, no, he's in the kitchen. So they went and looked in the kitchen, and the only one they saw, that doesn't look like a good man to, in their eyes. So they went. We couldn't find him. They said, what do you mean we couldn't find him? He's never leaving that place. He's always there. The man who's cooking, is he the sheikh? Yes, he's the sheikh. But because he's in a position of understanding that really to be a servant of Allah, you must serve the people. If you don't serve the people, you are not the servant of Allah. If you are waiting to be served, nonsense. If you look at the time of history, in the past, our leaders, where they are when they are looking at a calamity, where they are when they are defending their cities, they are in the front. Muhammad Sallam did not used to send the 18 years old recruits who have not been trained to go and stand in the front to be killed. No, 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 no. He was in the front, Allah Ta'ala himself, to defend the fight. He is in the front. In Uhud, in Badr, he is in the front. He will never hide himself in a bunker. Muhammad Sallam used to lead from the front. Muhammad Sallam used to sit with the poor, and the destitute, and the needy, and the orphans, and the widows, and share their food, and hold their hand, and wipe their tears, and embrace them, and make them feel comfortable and needed in the society. But if you look at today, where are our leaders? They sit in bunkers. They hide because they are leading, but they are leading from the back. And they are getting all the benefits for themselves, and for their families, and for their parties, and for their communities. There's no justice. There's no justice. And therefore, we as Muslims, we should never do that. Within our homes, within our communities, our neighborhoods, our jobs, 
and wherever we are. I would love it to see every one of you, if Allah give you a position of responsibility at the place of your work, always be just. Always be just. As a Muslim, imagine if you are in an important position in a company, okay? And you are given privileges, take those privileges and share it with the lowest people in your company. And Allah will look after you. I saw a man, Allah, may Allah raise him and may Allah give him the highest blessing, but he passed away. I went to visit him. He had got a huge company. And he built it with hard work and halal work. Even the Islamic banks, he refused to put money in them. He, said, he told them, your work, all your work is halal. I don't like it. There is no difference between you and the normal thing. And he used to invest all his money and does the right things. He will never, never, and he was never making profit more than that which he think is correct. He will never make multiples of profit. He will say this is haram because he doesn't want to make a burden on those people who are buying from him. He was a multimillionaire. When I went to visit him, I asked, where is he? It's a time of lunch. He said, he's having lunch. In my mind, mashallah, in his dining room, in his big, huge block, he would be sitting with his closest staff and eating. I couldn't find him. I asked his people, the worst, he said, go down instead. I went to the basement, he's sitting with the workers. Allah, I was so pleased. On the ground. And they were all having a big plate full of food and bread, and they're just dipping and eating. And if you go to his home, you see he's living, it's totally different. But when he was with the people, he's living like them. And wallah, Allah is my witness. I used to go and visit him in his home, he will be sitting in his car to leave and there will be a queue, maybe a mile of people waiting for them to be given. He will open a bag, thousands of banknotes. Each one of them may be equal to two or three dollars. He will be handing three, four to everybody. And he used to take people out of the queue. I was feeling, why is he pushing those people out of the queue and giving the others? One day I asked him, he said to me, those ones, I am giving them a regular salary. But man is greedy by nature. They come and stand in the queue as well. Every day maybe he will spend between three, four thousand dollars just to give those people in the morning. And other than that, people will come with their prescription, will come with widows, will come. And after he died, I discovered he built too many mosques. Nobody knows about them. And subhanallah, this man, may Allah reward him and raise him to his place of paradise. There are too many families who came to his janada. We have never knew about them that he used to look after them. Widows, orphans, and poor people. Students who have been educated through him. They just wrote to him, and he just put in their bank money to study. And they came feeling the sadness, such a good man. That is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved his servant to be. We are in a position where Allah has given us a position of knowledge, a position of a place whereby we can get a good job, earn a good salary, and be in a good position, and even the native of this land, some of them, they don't have this privilege we have. Wallah, they don't have it. You walk around, there are many English, Irish, Scottish, Welsh, they haven't got even an education to read or to write. So we should be very generous while we are living in this land to show Islam by putting in practice to them what Islam is, supporting them, helping them. Yes, maybe they are not Muslim, but why not? We should help them, we should support them. Why? Because at the end of the day, Ihsan is for everyone and everything. <coughs>
not just only for the human, even the creatures Allah has created, we should be good to them. We know that, subhanAllah, when somebody saved the dog, the Prophet said, paradise is for them. When a woman punished a kitten to see how it will die, the Prophet said, she will go to hell. So that is to show. Even the Baha'im, even the animals, we should show that ihsan to them. So may Allah allow us after fasting this beautiful month of Ramadan, okay, coming out of it, wanting to know ourselves, wanting to be closer to Allah or to draw ourselves closer to Him, that inshallah the only way we can do that is by doing good. May Allah make it easy for me and for you. May Allah give us tawfiq and success. Allah ma'afazna bil-islam qa'imin, wa'afazna bil-islam qa'idin, wa'afazna bil-islam mujahideen, waj'anna min abidika al-muslimin, al-mu'minin, al-muhsinin, wa'akhlisna laka ya rabbal alameen, tahirillahum al-sinatana min al-kathib, wa'qulubana min al-nifaq, wa'amalana min al-riyah, wa'absarana min al-khiyana, fa'inaka ta'alamu khainat al-a'in wa tukfu al-sudur, rabbana ati nufusana taqwaha, wa'zakiha fa'inaka anta khayru min zakaha, rabbana أيدنا ووفقنا وكلنا ولا تكن علينا يا كريم اللهم اجمعنا على الخير وفرقنا على الخير واجعلنا من أهل الخير برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا اجعلنا من عبيدك عبيد الإحسان يا رحمن يا مستعان وعنا اللهم على ذكرك وشكرك وطاعتك وحسن عبادتك رب زدنا علما وزدنا فهما واجعلنا من الراشدين يا رب زدنا علما وزدنا فهما واجعلنا من الراشدين صلي وسلم على نحمد النبي الأمين والي وصحبتنا الفاتح بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين يا كان عبدي يا كان استعين دين الصراط المستعين صراط الذين أمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين. آمین. جزاکم الله خیر.